Welcome to the Did You Hear That podcast with, and I found out because I screwed up this up last time, with Eric. Hey! Hi, Hi Eric. Down there, hopefully. He's actually down to, well, this direction from my perspective. Hey, you're, you're down and then Sean's over right there. Oh, shit, we are all fucking I'm just going to stop, like, <laughs> I'm going to stop pointing when we do yeah, this because I don't want to look like an idiot anymore. All right, so... <laughs> Uh, we wanted to bring you on to talk about your lyrics and kind of what they mean to you, and we wanted to talk about Beast of the Night. So yes. Awesome. with a basic question what is your favorite lyric in that song uh repent 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 all your fears to me essentially just saying like don't be scared you could do it okay cool so then let's start from the beginning then uh where does that kind of come from you know 
Uh, it says you always say but never will. You're lying about everything you feel. So basically, uh, I have a few friends that I've noticed in my life that say, like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And then they never do it. And then the time comes, like, maybe a few months later, they're, like, complaining about it because they never completed what they wanted to do. And I was like, dude, you had all this time and this opportunity to get that done before this happened, and now you're stuck with nothing. Hmm. So then who is the I like that. That's kind of like, um, you know, just like, yeah, that's, that, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> No, you're good. You go ahead, John. <laughs> I was just gonna say then, what or who is the beast of the night? Oh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say their name. I mean, I don't mean more. personally. Like, what does it mean to you? Oh, oh. So basically, what it means to me is uh, basically like you say you're gonna do something, so you do it. So like, be the beast that you can be, mm. and basically that's it. That's really what. That's it interesting. Is. Um, I, you know, what's, what's funny, I, I read that as kind of like, um, like the perspective I took from the idea of Beast of the Night was like, or at least from my, when I, when I was listening to it, I, I'm really excited to hear like your perspective because it's very different from what I took from it, which is that like, it's the idea of a person succumbing to almost like to addiction or self-hatred and just like giving in and riding out that wave. That's like, that actually, you know what, let's go what you said, because that's more <laughs> deep and personal. Uh, no, it's very interesting, and I'm, I'm kind of glad you took it that way. Every song's up for interpretation, honestly. Like, sure. whatever, you, however you take the song is how it really means to you. Like, if, if you took that from that song, I'm not going to discredit that because that's the idea you place inside your head for that music. And I'm like, that's awesome. I, I really appreciate that outlook on it because it makes me feel deeper than I really am. But when it really <laughs> just comes down to brass tacks, it's just about some dude saying, like, hey, I'm going to do something, and then, like, all his friends being like, then fucking do it. Just do it. We're tired of hearing about it. Do Dude, it and like be the person too. that you can be and stop being like, because yeah. I was that person too. Like it's, it's partially based off my and life too. Like, Definitely. Dude, I lived at my mom's house when I was 23. Like that's, that's not 22. Cool. Yeah. See, like, I mean, like, and then I finally grew up, like I was lazy and did all this and I was like, I'm going to do all this stuff. And I never did it. And now I'm, yeah. when I say I'm going to do something, I do it now. Like the new oh, song yeah, Hunter Spencer inspires me to do it. Cause I wrote that song. So it's like, I can't be lazy now. That's See, I, awesome. I had also looked at it like Eric had, where it was like the beast of the night was doubt, was deceit, was uh, <laughs> was going to get you if you didn't do what you said you were going to do. Oh, man, you guys make me feel so like a better writer than I really am. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I wish it was I wish it was that deep, but it, it really just like I want to make That's it just really as simple funny. as possible. But like I like Dude, I where you guys I like I like where you guys came from that because like ultimately someone could look at that and be like hey this song helped me and that's how i picture it i'm like good man i hope you i hope you take it the way that you want to because music's all interpretation yeah dude but i really like your message as well i think one of the really awesome things about like the genre that you guys are performing in and um like what you guys can really do is you can you can project that like passion and that will directly into your song and it, it comes out in that song for sure that's like awesome now that i hear your perspective of that that's really cool i don't I, yeah i don't want to be the band that like like everybody like metal's like got like this hatred side to it where it's like really violent yeah i say yeah. a lot of curse words and stuff but like um, <laughs> none of the songs are really about violence it's more like overcoming or realist realizing like what's in front of you and what you have to deal with there's never a part where i'm like hey kill that guy or like <laughs> they're gonna die no it's refers to like uh like maybe like taking over something or like something coming from something i don't want to be like the super like negative dude that like hates everything because that's no fun 
Definitely. So you like, you really do like want to set an example of like uh, self-determination and, and growth. Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm speaking from past experience as like, I was addicted to painkillers when I was a teenager. Like Same. my dad died at a young age and like, so like, and all that stuff really like made me like sheltered and a victim and all this. And sure. I really played this victimist part. And then I, as I got older, I realized that's not the right way to do this. This is not the right way you should be. This is like, you got to overcome these doubts and overcome everything that's pushing you back. Cause once you do actually get over that, you actually see the world in a brighter view because you don't have all this negativity and all this, Oh, it's my fault. Or I did this wrong. Or I'm, or why doesn't nobody like me? Change that outlook, dude. Be like, I'm awesome. I'm great. I'm doing the best that I can do dude, at this moment in time. Totally hear you. I really believe, like, I really believe that um, a lot of growth stems directly out of your ability to love yourself and like to 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 value yourself enough to take a step forward, whether that's a small step or a big step. I definitely hear you. That's really awesome, man. And it's unfortunate now in like this day and age, Charles. Sean, one more little tidbit. It's unfortunate in this day and age because like negativity on oneself is so prominent in the world. Like everybody sees Definitely. something or somebody else and they always constantly compare themselves to someone. It's like, don't Dude. compare yourself to someone. You're someone different. You're someone completely different. Yeah, I was you. just talking today um, about, I'm so sorry, Sean, you say no, your thing. Go for it. I'm, I'm enjoying this back and forth a lot. <laughs> I was just talking today uh, with someone about how so much of the root of the struggle to find peace is in how we're able to manage expectations for our environment. Um, and that's the lesson that I actually really learned really well from working at Starbucks for a while. <laughs> in that, um, so I, I ended up, uh, <laughs> what happened was, I found out that if you, if even if you had bad news to give to somebody in an environment where Starbucks is notorious for short-tempered human beings, even if you had bad news to give to a person, if you gave them a re like a realistic expectation, as long as you managed that expectation appropriately, everything was okay. Yeah, Sorry, I didn't mean to <laughs> white power or whatever. <laughs> no, you're perfectly but, fine. This is. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so everything is okay. But if you tell stuff, like if you try to placate them and tell them like, oh, it's not going to be that long, like, don't worry, like, but it really is going to take a while for them to get their stuff, then it becomes a huge problem. That same, like, that same concept is transferable over to our own lives and like the expectations we set for ourselves. And if we set realistic expectations about like our ability to overcome, like for myself, when I'm really struggling with depression and I can't like, you know, like I, I start to notice that I'm not taking care of myself. I'm not eating well. I'm not cleaning myself, I'm not cleaning my environment, you know, like taking care of myself. Um, when I start to notice those things, I do like the little thing, like the little step forward that like eventually cascades into into better health and stuff. But like that first step is the, is the like, yeah, it's the hardest, but it comes from a place of like, man, I fucking hate being in this place and I love myself enough to take that first step forward. And it's, it's not, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and it, like, it's just like you said, like it comes from being like, I guess like the beast of the night, you know, just doing your shit when it's hard to, but that's, I guess that's a beautiful thing about like that type of message is that it is hard to do those things, but that's why, that's part of why we do them. That's why it's a struggle. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like how courage can't exist in a vacuum without fear. Like you have to be afraid in order for courage to exist. I just want to point thing out. Now, you know how I feel on sick invite when Brandon talks the whole time. <laughs> no no i like this um and i was just gonna make mention of the fact that's why i was so drawn to the band originally you know it's you guys are a metal band and i mean we are a metal band i guess and that's why hey, i was like the band yeah you know i play bass um secrets out 
We are oh, we are a metal band, but we're not a, a group full of tough guys that are all trying to push somebody down. Yeah, we're we're, we're looking to make friends, give life lessons where we can, and and just be nice to people. Yeah, and that's awesome. I think uh, <laughs> so. Aaron Aaron Allen said one of the sweetest things to me because I've I've never met him before one night, but he said hi to me and he was like kind of hang out by himself and I was like come on hang out with us like come join us and then he wrote me after he's like you're really kind and I was like I just want everybody to be accepted dude like that's what it comes dude. down to I was like even if even if I barely know you and I talk to you over Facebook and I see you and I'm like no dude could come join our conversation man like don't sit over there like we're not talking about anything secret it's nothing yeah. fun but if you want to listen to us <laughs> talk and talk about nerd stuff then join us please if, if we're ever at a show and that's you see me sitting awesome. there and you're like I don't know if I should say hi Go say hi. I guarantee I'll enjoy, I'm happy <laughs> enjoy on, our he's, conversation. He's Sasquatch. He's a public figure. He has to be polite. It's that not that I have hilarious. to be. It's that I want to be. Because the, yes. the, yeah. the, more, the more the want to be That's is to show that, uh, is that I'm actually doing it because I want to. I have no need Dude, to go out there up. and make everybody happy. What's, what do I gain from it? I don't gain shit. I don't, but I don't want to. I want everybody just to be happy because I want them to feel how I feel. And I feel yes. great. Right. Awesome. Dude. So I, I wanted to talk about one other line in there, right? I want to talk about the breakdown at the end, kind of. Um, did I get the lyrics right on that? Was the running away from your soul, running away from your home? or? Yes, you actually, up? yeah, you got that. You got that. So the running away from your soul and running from your home, yeah, that's correct. Awesome. So is that, I mean, to you, what does that mean? So that last little bit is so there's two interpretations of the song you can take. You can either take the part where you actually succeed and you do what you're going to say, or that breakdown is where you ran, you gave up, you ran from who you said you were going to be. And eventually you're mm -hmm. running from your home, like that place that, because the people that I refer to have. Due to the paid nature of Zoom interfaces, this episode will begin again in a moment. Thank you. Please check out our website at facebook.com slash the secret hideout show find us on spotify under the secret hideout show presents did you hear that and tune in monday wednesday and friday for our released content schedule thank you and have a great day we should do like the song over like one of those old transmission symbols or whatever like right. or like interrupted the transmission yeah. <laughs> i hit record again though so um we oh were we're live about um Dipper's interpretation of running away from your soul, running away from your home, and kind of what, what it means to him. Oh, so yeah, basically, like I said, I had friends who would like cop search a lot, and they, some of them still do to this day. Mind you, I'm in my 30s. So that's saying something. So like just that idea of running away from your soul is like you're running away yeah. from who you are and then running away from your home. You're basically just giving up and you're just going to leave. And then that point, like you haven't accomplished anything, so you really don't have a home to establish anyway. Yeah. So then uh, let's talk about lyrical influences. Who are your favorite lyricists? Uh, Steven. Keith Buckley from Every Time I Die, which you probably knew that one was coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, Trevor, Trevor, the lead singer from Black Die Murder. I really, really like his vocals. He's one of the best metal lyric vocalists I've ever heard. And then um, Jerry Jones from a band called Trophy Scars is yeah. Probably one of my favorite lyricists of all time. Dude is just a genius when it comes to writing. That was um, one of the first bands you ever showed me. I love them. Yeah, and I trophy scars. I'll have to check that out. Dude, dude's been through like a lot of shit, and like you could tell by his lyrics. Like you're like, mm. whoa, dude. And then yeah. uh, one more band.
but really like reflects inside of his lyrics. Like That's he has awesome. one lyric. Nice. Uh, back to the couch while I binge on Doritos, where I grow so stagnant that I breed mosquitoes. And I was like, "Fuck, okay, dude, that's yeah, beautiful." So, so yeah, he's, he's got a lot of stuff like that. So those four people are really like my ah, biggest influence really cool. for like lyricists and just like kind of style that I go for. So then, who's a who's a vocalist or uh, lyricist outside of our genre that nobody would think was uh, an influence on you? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I think I know one answer for you, but I... <laughs> like outside of music or outside of music genre? Outside of our genre, yeah, because those were all mostly like metal vocalists, right? So, uh, like lyricist wise, like uh, I really like hip hop. Um, I don't, I don't think you could be a, a good metal vocalist without listening to hip hop because their articulation mm. is so good. Anybody who's like hip hop sucks. So I was like, have you ever tried to lay down music words to a beat? So I really like Hobson. Uh, Hobson's one of my favorites, Little Dicky. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a funky homo sapien, which really turned me on to hip hop when I was a younger kid. So, like, he is an amazing lyricist. He's done stuff with Julian Lennon. Like, if you've never heard Del the Funky Homo sapien, he's been around forever. Um, MC Chris, people like that, but more so like the more underground stuff. Like, well, Hobson's big now, but really, like, Del the Funky Homo sapien was really just one of my biggest ones. That's really cool. What were you going to say, Sean? I, I wasn't. I was just listening to you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, oh, yes. You mean for the influence I thought. I was going to say ABBA. Oh, I, so the reason that I like ABBA is just because it's a playoff Gravity Falls because of ABBA. And they have disco. I think it's disco girl. Disco girl coming through. <laughs> that girl is you. I just remember the, the first time or the first or second time I ever came over to Dipper's apartment. He picked up a baby and sang all of Mamma Mia <laughs> to Elijah. That was the Dan Band, and I love the Dan Band. It was they do. great. I, uh, yeah. That's so awesome. It's, but but it shows, though, like, what Dipper lives his message, you know? He is a positive yeah. force in his life when and where he ah. can't be, you know? Yeah, dude, that's really cool. My cat's getting yelled at right now. Get him. Get him, Heather. Sean says, get him. <laughs> Was there any other any other stuff that we wanted to touch on? We want to just chat. What's up? I don't know. I'm uh, still trying to discover how to kind of close these out. Yeah, for real. This is part of our process right now. <laughs> do we just kick you off, or do we just kick no, it? No, so, like, so the way that I've discovered from doing nine episodes out so far of Sick oh, Invite. Congratulations. Uh, I usually lead into like anything you want to promote, or and then kind of segue out of there. <laughs> yeah, I mean that does that. We didn't yeah, even ask her about that seen? last time. <laughs> I know, right? But, I mean, we're good. We're figuring so, it out. If I was going to promote anything, uh, Sick Invite, of course, that I do with uh, Brandon from American Standards. Um, of course, my band that, you know, Sean's in, uh, It's All Grizzly. Uh, we're currently in the studio right now. Uh, we're almost done with one more song, and then we have one more to finish, and then we have an EP finished, and then we finish the video. So I guess, like, sometime in like, late winter, you'll see that. <laughs> so yeah it sounds like you guys are busy though yeah we're busy i'm i don't see that's really cool <laughs> i've been practicing a lot i'm very excited to put down the baseline that i do have so yeah dude, that's dude. awesome man even my have... vocals have switched up a little bit yeah dude his vocal style on, on the new song it's like he's got this like like almost like grimy devil tone to start out it sounds very sinister okay. and evil and then it goes into like full-on like like 
a demon's chasing you down and screaming at you kind of shit. It's cool. <laughs> that took forever to do, by the way. Like, I believe that Aaron, like it would be very difficult. Aaron, Aaron worked with me a lot. So Aaron Mitchell, like when we were recording, and he's like, try to do this. And I was like, I've never done this before. He's like, do it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so like after like 15 takes, I got it. And then and now I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's cool as hell. So then I have a good last question. What is your favorite lyric of all time? The one that's hit you the hardest, the one that you Ooh, come that back to, the one that you would get tattooed on you? Oh, that is a good question. Oh, shit. Um, probably an Every Time I Die lyric. Um, and, it's, and it's really funny that it's like not really super sentimental, but it, it does have a lot of meaning to me in a weird way. Uh, it goes, come up to the surface, the ice has just passed. Uh, hallelujah it's over at last so basically like i take that interpretation like just live your life till like the best to your end of days like essentially that's really it i love that lyric so much because it's just like at the end of the day it's like what did you do yeah that reminds me of um do you ever watch like ted talks sometimes um there was this i watched this ted talk with this uh this emt who talked about whether or not he shared with uh his like the people that he i must said victims but <laughs> the people that he ended up um like responding to like in like car accidents and that kind of stuff um and his ted talk was about whether or not he would be honest with them about how severe their injuries were when he would like come across like fatal injuries like people who were going to die on scene but hadn't died yet and that kind of stuff and he said that like early on in his career, he would, uh, uh, he would be like very like placate, like he would, um, I don't know the right word, but he would like uh, try to placate them. He would, uh, you know, tell them that they were going to be okay. And they would like, uh, like, you know, that like everything was going to be all right. And like to hold on and like stay awake, like, you know, all the regular stuff. Um, but he found that like when he, I, I don't remember what the, what the catalyst was for him to change his behavior, but when he found that he started telling them the truth, there was this sense of relief, very similar to what you just described. And what I sort of felt when you were saying those lyrics um, in this like idea of the person, like there was like this acceptance of the fact that they had like, this was it. There was no way out. This is the end of life. And like, it's kind of like, you know, like you've finished a really long shift at work kind of thing is how yeah. you described it. Like where it's like, there's just like this release of like, okay, here we go. Like into whatever death is, you know, like, um, and like, there's like, he said that there was like, uh, that was the response of like a vast majority of the people that he told that information to. And there was like, he said there was a, a, a part of them that like, um, would ask to be remembered either by people they knew or by, um, people in that environment if they didn't have anybody else. But ultimately there was that, like, we've come to the end of the road kind of acceptance. And that's, that's definitely what I heard in those lyrics. That's really cool. That's a good yeah, thing, bro. And that all stems from just like my dad dying and like me dealing with death throughout my Damn. life. Like, so yeah. like, you, you have to accept it. Unfortunately, like I, my dad spent yeah. his whole entire life grieving over his mom dying. And I saw that as a kid growing up until I was older. And I realized Dude. I don't want to do that. Like death weighs heavily on people, but you have to accept that they're gone. You have to rest- yeah. accept that they were human. They all have flaws. Like that's the easiest way I got over my dad's death is I realized that he was like he would come on to my mom all the time, like hit on her, like so hard, even though they were married. Like I remember that stuff as a kid and it just made my dad very human. Cause I was like, Oh, he's 
kind of like a little pervert from my mom. And I was like, <laughs> and those sort of things really help you realize a person like is human mm -hmm. and you kind of place them on a pedestal when they die and you kind of have to take them off that pedestal to kind of get past their death as I've noticed as a person. Kitty cat. Man. So would you say that, that that's like, was, is a big catalyst to kind of like why you just kind of pour joy out in every area of your life? Yeah, I mean, life's short. I mean, you never know when yeah. you're going to go. You could walk outside your house and get hit by a meteor. Just yeah, something weird. True. You could have an, uh, the weirdest thing to me is a brain aneurysm. You could literally walk yeah. down the road dead because there was a blood clot in your brain. Like it just happened and no one knew it was going to happen. Like life's short. Yeah, it's true. So, wow. Oh, man. Super serious. Oh, it's been a blast talking with you. Yeah, I love awesome. that shit. We we'll have to bring you back on when we release our new songs, so that we can talk some more. Because I really want to talk about a couple of the other ones too. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely honestly any of them. We have like I figure we just the the fun part about this this being song by song means we can go through your entire fucking album if we want to. Like this yeah. is our podcast. Hell yeah! Yeah, I like to talk, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. I like, I like to, talk to people. That's my awesome. Thing. Well, thanks, Dipper. Um, yeah, we will definitely have you back on because you're an absolute delight, as anyone knows. Um, I will see you soon, hopefully, so that we can hang and listen to the new mixes. If not this weekend, Monday for uh, band promos. Yes, hey. definitely. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm right. gonna order pizza. Heck yeah! Dude, have I a good mean, night. Bye, guys. Love McDonald's. you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <on. laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you for being on. Bye. All right, I'm out. Bye, bye guys. Thank you.